It's June, Jaywalkers. Uh, I don't know about you, but somehow this year has both flown by and dragged on, uh, especially with some of the things happening. If you were hoping I'd do an episode in the wake of the latest rounds of mass shootings, I'm not planning on updating Pride and Prejudice for a while, though it's been on my mind and my heart. If you want me to cover the new Supreme Court decision, abortion rights is on the docket for the future, but in the meantime, I'll direct you to the Leisha Miller uh, YouTube channel. She's got some great videos on what Roe v. Wade is about and why it's important. Uh, I haven't checked on her updates since the ruling as of recording, but the previous work on the subject is really good, and she's a licensed attorney, so she has the background for it that I don't. Um, now, this month's subject is still corporate pride. Corporate pride can mean a few things. But for today's episode, we're talking about LGBT plus pride and the ways corporations interact with the thought. So, what is Pride Month? Well, in 1969, there was a riot in New York City, which kind of overlooks what happened. See, at the time, being gay or dressing or acting in a way that wasn't in alignment with the sex your doctor assigned you on your birth certificate was illegal. There's more on that, uh, but after the Mafia took over the Stonewall Inn, as well as other gay bars, um, they began extorting patrons. At the same time, the police would raid the bar to arrest anyone not wearing at least three articles of clothing from the sex on their license, or anyone that was dancing or whatnot with someone of the same sex. After a rough patch of being harassed by cops and the mafia, the patrons fought back. Uh, initially, they threw coins at the police during the lineup, after one patron insinuating that they were being targeted for not paying off the cops. Uh, the coins turned into beer bottles and bricks as the police began shoving and otherwise hurting patrons in the open. Uh, first night of rioting took about three hours, actually, from 1 to 4 a.m., and the second took about that long as well. But sporadic rioting occurred for days after, and after the first day, not only were there people kissing and dancing freely in the streets for the first time, there were tourists and locals watching. A year later, many of the residents of Christopher Street, where the bar's located, held a march to commemorate the events called the Christopher Street Liberation Day. Uh, other events were held around the U.S. within a few years, and the movement was relabeled Pride. Another definition I'm going to throw out at you is the concept of washing. Generally, washing refers to a corporation or a group pretending to support or donate to a cause, mostly to court the wallets of the people who also support that cause. We'll eventually cover a few kinds, but today we're going to look at rainbow washing specifically. And lastly, we're going to talk about rainbow capitalism. And this may seem like a pretty niche topic, but many facets of pride are deep topics with ramifications of their own. And I felt like this one in particular deserved the shout out this month. Um, and this show wouldn't be what it is if I don't point out my particular biases. I'll tell you up front, I am a trans man and a capitalist. As for the rest... You should know the takeaway is the last thing I write before editing, so I have a chance to let the information I find sink in, maybe my attention to be changed. If I mentioned that before, sorry, but I think it's very important to the integrity of what I'm trying to do here. So, alright, to get into it. This was a weird one to find articles on. We're going to start with two articles which kind of agree with each other on the facts, but their reasoning is very different. So I'm presenting them together. Now one is from The Federalist, which is a far-right publication, and the other is from Jezebel, which is similarly kind of far-left. So they say that it's June, which means that it's time for corporations to cover things in rainbows. 
double bottom burgers, dog bandanas, and bullets in a helmet a la the movie Full Metal Jacket. Now, the Federalist refers to this as virtue signaling, while Jezebel calls it chilling to the LGBT plus community. Nearly a quarter of Americans are more likely to buy from stores and corporations that support the LGBT plus community, according to YouGov, which means rainbow capitalism a more apt term than being an ally, per both sources. Jezebel points out many of these corporations that make their rainbows lo- their logos rainbow, sorry, and everything else for that matter, in June also support politicians that push for legislation that negatively impacts the same community they're very publicly stating their support for. Federalists show some of what they consider the worst offenders in terms of pandering to the community for showing the difference between the U.S. and Middle Eastern versions of several companies' social media. There are no rainbows in the Middle Eastern version. Most of those places, it is still illegal, um, often punishable by death to be LGBT+. But how radically different their reasoning was. Uh, the Federalist refers to leftist fabricated sexualities, while Jezebel refers to the Stonewall Riot as anti-capitalist at the base. So we've got some background on the issue at hand, both kind of tainted by their own biases, but mostly good information, even though they were kind of short articles. From the fortune piece that's linked in uh, the description, more companies incorporate the rainbow into their logos and advertising during June. Some are being accused of rainbow washing or using the rainbow to cover for playing both sides. The chief communications officer for GLAAD says that in order to celebrate pride authentically, Corporations should make sure that they're donating to funds and politicians that support the LGBT plus community and making sure that there are members of the community on advertising team. Popular information has found that since 2019, 25 major corporations have spent a combined $10 million supporting congresspeople who push anti-LGBT plus legislation. Despite that, those corporations have 100% on the human rights campaigns 2020 uh, Corporate Equality Index because that index measures public activity but not political donations. A member of the Gay Coaches Alliance wanted to remind leaders that slapping rainbows on everything while supporting causes and politicians that are against the community is demoralizing. Spend the effort internally that you spend externally. And then Jean-Marie Nevetta, Director of Learning and Inclusion for PFLAG National, said in a statement, For the folks who are not loved and affirmed because of their sexual orientation or gender identity, going to a store or seeing an ad by a company that celebrates LGBTQ plus pride can be an important source of validation. Article covers a lawsuit from an executive of ABC Signature who alleges his career was put on a dead-end track when it was discovered he was gay, as well as his pay not being the same as other people in his position. ABC Signature of course is a division of ABC Family, pretty publicly rainbow friendly. Also covered many of the same accounts that are rainbow in the U.S. but unchanged in other countries that we found in the first two articles. And from the Washington Post piece, I'm actually going to open with the author's own words. Another pride season is upon us, and with it comes the hundreds of companies eager to show how supportive they are of the queer community. I walked into my local Target last week and was assaulted by all the rainbows, rainbow shirts and jackets, books, accessories, and home decor. There was a rainbow pet clothing. It was a lot to take in for a man who was there to buy toilet paper and gum. The author goes on to say that he's a bit ashamed to not know when the rainbow started being associated with the community. It just started, and he was told that in some way it represented him. 
He's not the kind to wear a rainbow flag as a cape. He's noticed that Target is joined by many other retail giants like JCPenney and Kohl's. When he mentioned these displays to a younger friend, that friend told him, They just want our money. They have no real interest in the queer community. I'm so tired of corporate queer for profit nonsense. That's where the friend and author disagree. He harkens back to his first pride, Pittsburgh in the early 90s. There were no corporate sponsors. It was a small parade on a rainy day, and the author had decided that marching in this parade was one of his first steps to coming out fully. There was no place to hide in the small group he marched with, and he was afraid. His fears, it turned out, were reasonable. The people on the sidewalks heckled and jeered. One lady shook a Bible at him, and people felt encouraged to be openly hostile to the parade. His friend told him that today's pride gatherings are a joke and nothing but straight people and their kids. He understands what she's saying, but she doesn't know what she doesn't know. How could she? She came out and immediately had a community. Her parents came around after a while. Besides, there's waves of anti-LGBT plus sentiment washing over the country with legislation following. The author says that in his youth, he could never have imagined corporations courting his community. How normal it could be to be gay. He says he knows some people more woke might disagree, but all forms of representation matter. Because it helps people see that they aren't the only one. He may never buy anything rainbow, and yes, it's soulless and capitalist at its core, but he still remembers feeling like the only person that felt like him. So he celebrates that they might find acceptance through a world that can sell tchotchkes. A bit of a side note, the word tchotchke is a pain, and its plural is no less of a pain. I had the red squiggle for a few minutes before I broke down and googled the spelling. Um, as for the extreme opinions... That, this part is hard because some of the people that aren't necessarily extremists actually do believe some of this stuff rather than just share short snippets to Facebook or Twitter. Like the idea that pride celebrates pedophilia or pedophiles are going to be accepted by the LGBT plus community. Uh, that's patently false. And the second half is actually a campaign by 4chan that was dreamed up years ago and just keeps popping up. The idea that people must be attracted to children because they're attracted to someone of the same gender is kind of weird to me but it seems to be a sincerely held belief of many people who are otherwise rather level-headed. Similarly, there are people that want LGBT plus people dead, uh, whether through violence or disease. I don't think I need to spend much time here. Wishing death on someone for being different from you is terrible. Now, Kids and Drag will be an episode on its own or part of a separate episode. Uh, there's kind of a lot to unpack there. So, the takeaway. Um, oof. I'm not offended by the wave of rainbow stuff in various stores these days, uh, though it seemed to pop up rather suddenly. When I was a kid, there may be a rainbow here or there, but then one year it was just a display in the front of the store. I remember being excited but confused. I'd had to feel with, deal with feeling broken and alone, and this little bar over an hour's drive away being the only place I felt free from judgment. Maybe kids growing up won't have to feel these negative feelings. At the same time, as great as it is that the community is becoming normal and accepted, it's loosening. Its tires are becoming weaker, just as this wave of people very loudly hating us is crashing. So, Rainbow Washington can go to hell. Let these companies show their true faces and not hide behind some cute logo changes. And let's look into companies a little harder to try and chop our values whenever possible. I've covered before that there's been times I haven't had enough money to make that possible, but whenever possible. In the meantime, I'll probably buy a tank top with a rainbow on it, because I can, at least for now. It 
looks like this was a shorter episode than I thought, but still a good one. If you think I missed something, or to suggest a topic, I'm at jwalkthroughlife at gmail.com. Jwalkthroughlife is all one word. As always, the show is property of Hidden Star Graphics. If you'd like to stay more current, you can follow Hidden Star Graphics on Facebook or sign up for the newsletter. It's monthly. JJ and the Cyborg Princess, thank you, and we'll see you next month.